Zenatatatato, Jovelatatata, Maneco Feli Caparanda Capas. Lord, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we give you thanks. Father, we give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word that is coming this evening. Thank you because we are about to be instructed. We thank you because we are about to relearn. relearn. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Good evening, everyone. And happy Valentine to all of you who received this patch right out today. We say, we say glory be to God. And to those who are still waiting for their dispatch rider, we come in Jesus' name. So, we are looking at um, finding love in God's way. You know, finding love in God's way. Today, if you use um, social media, especially Twitter, you, know, you see people expressing their love either to those who are in relationships or to those who are married, you know. One way or the other, everybody just expressing their love. And then again, there may just be this set of people who are somewhere, you know, not really that they are angry with the people, but they are just sad. They just feel like, why, why, why don't I have a partner? Why myself no girl will send me this patch right Why myself no get me? You know those things. I want to say that, first of all, let me establish this. Marriage is an earthly thing. So there's nothing wrong if one decides not to marry as long as they are not committing fornication. As simple as that. Marriage is an ethnic, earthly thing. Marriage is not what um, guarantees your salvation or whatsoever thing. Because as much as marriage is wonderful and is beautiful, there are sometimes that people try to push it to an extreme. So marriage is an earthly thing. So there is nothing wrong if one decides not to marry as long as they are not committing fornication. So let the book of Matthew chapter 22 verse 30 told us this already, that marriage is what is an earthly something. It's not something that is not a do or die affair, to be very honest with you. There are people who decide that they don't want to get married, and it's fine as long as you are not doing what you should not be doing. So, I want to establish that fact that marriage is an earthly thing. It does not, if you're not married, it does not mean that um, you will not be, you not go to heaven or that God is not with you, all of those stuff. You know, for the, there are certain people who cannot just stay single for a while, just believe that they have to be in a relationship. You know, they are not married, they are not fulfilled. Ah. The Bible didn't tell us about um, Apostle Paul's wife. And yet, he gave instruction, he taught about marriage in scriptures. Are you getting it? So, I just want us to don't think that um, your life is in shambles just because you are not married yet or because you think that ah, you're of marriageable age, which I, I actually do not know. I believe it's just it's, it's human. We are the one who put a particular age to it. So, let me just assume, let me just put it in that way. If you are in marriageable age, in quotes, so don't make don't 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 make it feel like ah you know everybody's getting married yes you are human it can get to you sometimes but i just want to tell you that even if you are not married yeah, god still loves you marriage is not um how do i say it it's not it's not it's not what saves us yes again marriage is for men and women not for men and men it's very it's very important to say this and it's not for women and women in a generation where we found ourselves, where people, men are today, I saw something online. Everybody were giving testimony of their partner, the married couples and all that. And I saw another couple, um, two ladies, and they were saying that what God has done for them. <laughs> God is a loving God, does not mean he permits everything. So you must know that marriage is for men and women. It's not for men and men. It's not for women and women. This may sound very simple. The book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 told us that a man shall leave his house. And do what and cling to a woman, not cling to another man, Adam and Eve, not Eve and Eve. So let us establish it that relationship that leads to marriage or whatsoever thing is for men and men. It's for men and women, I mean to say. Men and women know <laughs> it's not for men and men, it's not for women and women. So we must get that into it, like I said. So something else again. Even without being married, you can always you can always most of the time still fulfill God's ordained purpose. You know, I understand when you ask some people, ah, why do you want to marry? They say, ah, you know, so that we can fulfill purpose and all that. Let me tell you, there are so many people who are single and who are fulfilling purpose. So I think we need to understand that marriage is very important. It's an important something, but also it is not. It is not what defines your life. We know 
many great men of God around this country and around the world who are single and they are doing mighty things for God. Even Apostle Paul wrote some of the scriptures that will be quoting. Are you getting it? So marriage is not, it's not, it's not something that you can fulfill your purpose without it. I'm not saying that don't get married if you wish to get married. No, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying that you don't have to, you know, there's some people that they are living half of their life. They are waiting until they get married before they start living to the, um, the fullest of it. Ah, it's when I get married, I'll start doing no. You can God's ordained purpose, you can do it even when you're not married. You can be fulfilling purpose. So there are people who just they keep their life on hold and just, just waiting for the brother to come or waiting for the sister to come before they start doing what they ought to do. So marriage is what marriage is not is not you can you can fulfill purpose without even getting married. Are you, are you getting you can fulfill purpose without even getting married? So marriage is not just something that you live your life. It's just like now when I marry, I go begin to do this one. When I don't marry, I go begin to do this one. You know, there are some, for instance, you see a sister who God has blessed. She's doing well, she can afford a car. But she don't want to buy a car so that ah, the men will not be afraid to toast her. So men, men will not be afraid to woo her and all that. I remember one of my dear sisters, she's married now, glory to God. You know, she, she has a very fine car that she drives to church. Then somebody called her when they said that, ah, you know, this one that you are sitting where you drive, do you know what? When you come to church, just park the car very far. Then you can check into church, you know, so that people will not be afraid, you know, to kind of ask you out, you know, so that people will not be afraid. That's that's very funny. Well, I don't also want to let I understand why that kind of mindset is very popular among us, especially in this African part. It's very simple. It's because we also we have also painted the narrative that ah, if a man is not as wealthy to a point, he should not be approaching me. That is right. That has a particular kind of money or that has car. So the the, the two narrative is clashing. Then there are also people who are ladies who have car who are well who are well to do. Anybody can approach them who is responsible, even if he doesn't have a car or something, and they will listen. But there are also other set of people who says, ah, once I have a car, I'm living this kind of life. I don't believe that a guy who is below me financially should come and be asking me out. So the two narratives are, are actually crashing. So that's the reason why you see somebody, a guy who um who, who is responsible but does not have enough like the other sister, but he is afraid to actually meet up to sisters. I, I like you, the less pray about it and all that. And again, you know, I also don't think that um, no matter the narrative. That you should be you should be living should i say just living your life partly because ah if i buy a car now you can afford the car but you're afraid if i if i, if I buy a car now will they, will they be able to come around will somebody be able to stop me and all that so you know there are just so many narratives about uh, marriages online everywhere that are always clashing together so i've said all that to say that you can always fulfill your, you can live your life to the fullest you know live your life to the fullest of what god wants you to live without even getting married marriage is not um don't don't say i will live i'll be living like this until, until i get married are you getting this so i'm trying to to be from foundation before the point we are going to now again i wrote something like that. i said be open to having a partner be open to having a partner if you deserve to marry but do not be in the hurry hastiness will always land you in the wrong hands be open to having a partner if you desire to marry but do not be in a hurry. Hastiness will land in your hands. Now, you know, if you want to get, if you are trusting God for a last a life partner, either um, you're a guy or lady, yes, be open to getting married, be open to meeting people, but don't be in a hurry. You know, don't be in a hurry. Don't be every time somebody is checking your social media, you are talking about ah, when my husband will come, eh? When my wife will come, eh? My wife will enjoy. See, you may not know these things. You may you may be indirectly selling out yourself cheaply to people. Every time somebody sees you, there's ah. Well, every time, man, 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 every time, woman, 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 you're just always so be open to having a partner if you desire to marry, but do not be in a hurry. Hastiness will always land you in the wrong hands. Don't don't be in a hurry, don't be rushing. And don't be rushing and say, ah, no, don't be don't be rushing. So if you you trust God, you know, be be um, how do I say the um be approachable, be somebody that somebody can approach, you know. You're not moving unless boning your face. Nobody can approach you when they approach you. Hey, what do you want? <clears throat> Excuse. So, as as I'm saying, 
be open to that if you, if you, if you truly want to get you know you are trusting god for life partner be open to you know being approachable people can come around and discuss with you but then don't be in a hurry not every time will come around you ah my my ah god where ah any relationship that you see even ungodly relationship when people are fornicating you still go and quote it god where ah god where every relationship people will not come out and say ah we fought they slap somebody they do this on that every relationship you are there you are quoting saying god where no your life does not revolve around relationship yes be open to having one you know when there's serious discussion about it you can have the discussion but not every time will come around you will come to your timeline it's always about ah my wife will enjoy eh? the person will marry me eh? and the dishonor yes there are times when communication you know comes to that where we can discuss but where every time will come to your to your media feed is what you're doing you may not know but you are selling that yourself indirectly Yes, be open to discussing, be open, be approachable. But it's not what every time we come around you, it's not really saying. You may not know, but you are just doing what? Selling yourself out, you know, cheaply, indirectly. Now, something else here. I wrote something here. I say, avoid competition. Nobody is catching litmus in marriage. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, talk about we comparing ourselves among ourselves, say, for they are not wise. Comparing themselves among themselves, say, they are not wise. Avoid competition. See that we are age mates, we can be age mates at maybe 25, 25, and maybe you are even older than your friend with like two years. You are 28 and she's 25. And she, you know, she has got married, she has given birth. They avoid competition. We are living different life entirely. I different life. Just because we are age mates or we are classmates does not mean that our assignment, our growth in life will be the same. You have to agree to it that there are some people that you are they are you are older than. You are, you are older than they will are, they will be as if they are in fast pace in life more than you it's not something ah wow well, this is my life eh my wow no so you go this is the reason why some people are, don't want to use facebook some people don't want to use this and that you know, ah. sometimes what we do to ourselves we self-impose pressure on ourselves nobody's even pressurizing you are just self-imposing pressures on yourself avoid competition no in my nobody's catching litmus Nobody's doing what? Nobody's catching lateness. So don't go about, you know, some people, it is this social media that will give them an attack at the end of the day. And it's not a cause. And it's this social media that will ruin some people's relationship because everything, they are just speaking everything, they are listening. See, just because, <laughs> with all due respect, just because there's a content on marriage on YouTube and all this does not mean you have to listen to everything. Be secured in the local assembly and the scripture and the, it's not everything that you have to listen to see and it doesn't mean that you hate the people you just hate for instance let me give you an example even as an adult there are food that you don't like and it's not because the food are bad food you just don't like them there are people who don't like plantain even though those who we have to we need to check their salvation if they, their salvation is correct there are people who don't like plantain but, but why we not like plantain what's in plantain do you there are people who don't like plantain there are people who don't like beans there are people who don't like kebab it's not because the food is bad you just you just there are food you don't eat they are selling food that you don't eat because you are watching your weight there are some that you cannot eat at a particular time this is the way you must treat content online it's not everything you see just open your ear i'm listening to one of the ways to influence and shape your life is the things that you listen to the content that you listen the things that you listen to so avoid competition. That somebody is your age mate does not mean that uh, you know life will be at the same pace with you guys. And just because the guy or the lady seems to be faster than you does not mean God has forgotten you. Are you getting me? It doesn't mean God has forgotten you. So chill. Ah, come on. Yeah, I mean, I cannot go to Facebook again. You know? All my classmates, they are married. You know, all my this one, they are they have given birth. All my this one. Sometimes we self-impose pressure on ourselves. We do what? We self-impose pressure on ourselves. Just go online. You, just, you are just competing with people you don't even know online. Ah, this person, this person. And let me tell you, see, you must also be careful when you are choosing a life partner. Be careful with those who are easily influenced on social media. See something online and comes and say, ah, see what they are doing for their partner. See what other people are doing for them. See what they are doing. See what they are doing. Hmm. One of the things I will tell you, either you run into debt or you run mad in that relationship or that relationship will just scatter. So many things that will happen there. People who are easily influenced by social media it won't work ah, every time i ah, see what they are doing for them anybody who's always comparing you with somebody else or even people who are, who are always comparing themselves with other people see what my mate are doing that's it that's that's an that's an ungodly statement every time see what my mate are doing my mate are doing all my mate are doing no you must be careful of such now nobody's marriage or relationship is your blueprint 
we can only glean from others. People are different, so how to treat issues in Miss A marriage may not be as how to treat issues in Miss B marriage. So, in a nutshell, nobody's marriage or relationship is your blueprint. We can only glean from others. See, the way we are different, our faces are different, is the way that the way to treat issues between partners will be different. Though there may be just be primary, you know, foundational um, um, stuff to marry. For instance, love your love your wife and your wife submit to you. Those one is a primary rule for relationship if you're a believer. But there are ways to treat certain issues that it may not be the same way that your neighbor is treating it that you may you also treat your, your own issue because we are different. So nobody's marriage, ah, is on a, yes, you may see people's marriage and say, God, ah, I want a godly marriage like this. But nobody's marriage, not even your pastor's marriage, is a blueprint. We can glean from it and learn, you know, and learn from it and all that. Because we are different, we react to things differently. That's that's what has crashed some people's relationship. They just say something on Twitter or on Instagram, they just hijack it, not looking at their relationship is. You don't know how the relationship works, you don't know how those other people's and let me tell you something. Most of the things you see on social media, they are not real as it is. Nobody uploads their quarter on social media, nobody puts their um shortcoming on social media. So just because you see fine pictures doesn't mean it is always like that. And even if it's like that, people react to things differently. So you must guide your heart. Not everything should be should influence you. Anything you see, you are bringing it to your marriage. Anything you see, you are bringing it to your relationship. You must be careful. Nobody's marriage, not even your pastor's own, nobody's marriage or relationship is your blueprint. We can only glean from it. Ah, we thank God for all God is doing. I want a godly mind like this. I say, ah, I want exactly this kind of mind like this. You don't know if what the person is enduring the marriage, you can endure it. People don't come out to tell you everything, no. Madam, Oga, I want a godly marriage like this. End it there. I want this type of marriage. You don't know what they are enduring that I cannot endure. Don't be fooled by pictures and reels and how they are laughing at the vacations you see. Are you getting it? It's beautiful and better to have clarity on purpose before bringing a partner into your life. I'm still going to you know, expand more on this. It is what? It is beautiful and better to have clarity on purpose before bringing a partner into your life. It is what? Beautiful and better to have clarity on purpose. Because see, if you don't know where you are going to, <laughs> all the road will resemble where you're supposed to go. So, just imagine bringing somebody into your life where you don't even have clarity of where you are going, especially as a man. You don't know where you are going. You don't, you don't have, you don't have, you don't, you don't have even small idea of what God is doing with you. As a man, but I'm going to talk about this more later as we as we go on. You have no business with unbeliever as long as a romantic relationship is concerned. You have no what? You have no business with an unbeliever as long as it. You know there are things that that is that that actually let's say it annoys me and it makes me whether will I say laugh sometimes. Somebody, how do you know that somebody is a Muslim and you get in, into conversation with them and you fall in love with them? See, you must have, you must grow your faith to a point where your emotion even have boundaries to people who do not share your conviction. Somebody will come and say, "Ah, I fell in love with a Muslim." How? You know that this person is a Muslim, and you guys started a conversation, and you were going, and you're going. You should grow your faith to a point where your emotions have boundaries on people not to fall in love with who are, who are not sharing the same conviction with you. So I don't understand when somebody says, "Ah." I fell in love with somebody. Somebody said he fell in love with um, whether I reform or a covenant person or all that. You don't share the same. Even even as even as Christians, there are people who they kind of somebody that does not believe in tongues, somebody that does not believe in um, giving um, to the church, somebody that does not believe in so many things. Even though they claim to be Christians, those people you you are not you will not be able to stay well in that world, in that relationship or in that marriage. I remember one of um, should I call her my young sister now from. Um, a distance, a friendship, but a younger friend was talking to this person who was far from a Jehovah's Witness person and all that. You know, I told that pump and play. I hardly do that. You know, I just said, you go and, go and play. I said, there is no way you guys will work. You're a Christian. You grew, you grew up in a Christian home. You know this thing. There is no way. Look at the doctrine. They are, you know, miles apart. Miles apart. So you must grow enough in your faith that your emotion will have we have boundaries your emotion will have boundaries not to fall in love with certain people 
people do not share your conviction. I cannot come to that to that reasoning or to that thought process. How somebody you know very well that you do not share the same con- in short, how did you start relationship conversation with somebody when you have not discussed about your primary and um, conviction as a believer? How do you start that you now fall in love with the person? So you now fall in love, you're not looking for how God will help you, how, you know, medicine after death. So you have no business. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4, to be to be unequally yoked with somebody who is not a believer. And then you now be praying that God should change the person. You are joking, you are playing with fire. <laughs> then again, I said something here. It is dangerous, it is a dangerous thing to convert a person for the sole purpose of marriage or relationship. Most time is a recipe for shaggy. Now, I'll come again. It is a dangerous thing to convert a person for the sole purpose of marriage or relationship. Have you seen somebody, a, a firebrand brother, who is a firebrand brother? We see a body who is coming to, this person is not serious with God at all. He's just coming to church, just to come to church, wearing all kind of nonsense, behaving. You know, the pastor wants to now lead the person to Christ because he wants to, for the sole purpose of marrying the person. Not that the person is your disciple, you know, when the person now gave it, uh, um, a life to Christ and the person began to grow and then God now spoke to you. This one, you are trying to change the person for the sole purpose of relationship or marriage. Most of the time, is a recipe for what? For Shigi. Most of the time, because your, your intent is just to see the person change. And there are mighty men who are who fell because of this. Trying to, they saw a body and they would just want to change the body. And before you know, <laughs> the body converted them. They were the one who were going for... Um, they, they are evangelizing the body, but now the body is not evangelizing. Same for sisters. The brother is tall, dark. Ah, he has all the qualities and all of the things that he wants, but he's not a believer. I've seen this thing firsthand. Somewhere I was, because I don't know where this thing will get to. Somewhere I was some time ago, a particular person among us, a sister was trying, was getting married to a particular person. You know, the person was coming to church because of her. And then we told her, I said, ah, this, bro- this person, this person, ah, he said, hey, we changed now. Nah. He knows that the brother likes my We changed. He got married to the brother and all that. The brother was chasing everything that we are scared. If you have a dog in your house and you put a skirt on that dog, if this brother sees it, he will chase it. And I'm not exaggerating. He was posting somebody in the church who was a, I think, who was a girlfriend to somebody else, posting the person. And in the same church where he went, where he came to marry the woman. Now, he got married to the lady, he stopped coming to church, he would just come and drop them in church because he came to church solely because of that sister. And of course, they were fornicating before marriage, of course. We, we said all that we could say to her, you know. She was older than us, and of course, she has more resources than us. She's, she's the one who normally bred us dead. Yeah. We spoke to her. When she got married to this guy, this guy was chasing women. Even single people, even single men, self, no chase woman, rich man. He was posting people right in the church and promising and saying that even though that I married this person, that I married you. I'm talking about married that was not up to six, that was not up to six months. I'm talking about married that was not up to six months. So chasing around somebody because ah, you think is your spec. And the person is not a believer. So you want to convert the person for the sole purpose of marrying or starting a relationship. It's a recipe for Shaggy. You are just you are seeing suffering and you prepare suffering and you want to come into suffering by yourself. God forbid. It is dangerous to be in a relationship with people who have no pastor over them. It's a sign of pride. It is dangerous to be in a relationship with people who have no pastor over them. It's a sign of pride. There are some people who claim that they have a pastor, but they don't listen to the pastor. You must check out, you must check these things. Who have no pastor over them? Nobody just moving through and through like Satan in the book of Job. See where comments that from? They say just moving through and through upon the earth. They don't have a pastor. They claim to be Christian. When you now say, who is your pastor? They will give you all kind of theory. They can't say yes. They can't say no. They can't. Nobody can hold them accountable. There's what people people call also meaning that wrong will happen here now, now. That's what you apply to your life. You do what you wrong. It is dangerous to be in a relationship with people who have no pastor over them. It's a sign of pride. Nobody can correct them. Ah, when he's angry like this or more, nobody, they feel talk to Ramon. And you are there. Even you, the wife or the pastor, nobody they feel talk to them. When you have people like that, look look at some homes where they are they are they, they divorce, they have a lot of fights. They have nobody most of the times who can ever call them to order. The girl for God is the girl of himself. Everybody now a boy. Nobody, you know, is not answerable to anybody. See, God will put these laws there. There's a reason why I put all of these things. 
just you can just do anything they can do anything that they, they want to do in fact even you said when they were toasting you when they were cutting you they never introduced you to your pastor once as a believer who is responsible you know that this person is somebody to be careful of somebody to do what to be to be careful of no matter how good a person seems to look no matter how good a person seems to look eh, still pray about them and ask the lord to reveal them to you personally no matter what no matter how a person seems to be ah this guy you know he's, he's tall he's dark he's handsome when we are praying in, in church he has the loudest tongue you know he's, he's blasting the roof no matter how good a person seems to appear still take our time to pray about them ask the lord to reveal them to you now ask not to reveal them to you doesn't mean you must see, you see a vision or something god revealing them to you may god you can stumble in the um on their phone one day and see what they are doing i remember talking to his sister she was in Penier before she said she was dating a particular guy in school and one midnight she was praying see and the only ghost told her he said log into your face uh, your your boyfriend's um, facebook he didn't know the guy's um password i still know the lady i'm talking about she's on my ig but she's not really frequent to Penier. she said god told her that the guy's mother's name is the guy's password and he knows the guy he put on the password there he went into the facebook hmm. what he saw there was was mark he was he was marketing with women so god revealing to you does not mean that you you must always see a vision it could be god we allow him to act you know some people they 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 are, they are pretending they have anger issue or they be one kind god will just expose him maybe he's dating one of your friends god will just in one way just open are you getting it? So just be sensitive. You just you don't think that God will always show you a vision, show you a dream. If God has also speaking to you through vision or dream before, don't just think it will start with, because um, your spec is toasting you. No, you cannot push God to not speak the other way. Be sensitive. God can God can just cause him to reveal his real identity. Maybe you guys are having discussion and you will just be angry. You know, you will just do something that God will just reveal to you. Are you getting it? So you must be sensitive. It does not mean it must be very spectacular for you to know that God is the one speaking. Hmm? So no matter how good a person seems to, to be, take out time to pray about them. Hmm? Take out time to pray about them. Because no matter how good a person is, if God keeps saying, don't go there, don't go there, and you go to start a relationship and there is issue, you are now calling pastor, it's like <laughs> raising is like you, are, you, you did the foundation of two-story building but you build a four-story building on it and then the house is not shaking you are not patching the window no what you need is to remove the entire house and check the foundation again hmm? now the work of a pastor is not to select wives or, or husband for a believer my work as a pastor is not to select a wife for you or your or, you, or husband a pastor's job is to teach you how to discern and hear god's voice to choose the right person the book of Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 he said I will give you pastors according to my heart he said I will feed you with knowledge and understanding the job of a pastor is not to do what my job as a pastor is ah marry this person marry this my God that's no my job is to teach so you are you are able to discern now but if a person is responsible enough as a believer before you fall in love I think you should reach out to your pastor not when you don't fall in love finish and then I come to pastor and say is this person the one so if the pastor now says he's not the one, you now be angry and say it's pastor that's got a relationship. I don't think that's the right thing to do. So, but a pastor, the reason why you may be able to show, you may, you may, you may talk to a pastor before you guys start, even though it's not my job to select a wife for you, but it is my job to, to discern wolves among sheep. To discern what? Wolves among sheep. I have stories for this and this is not me in any way trying to you know, talk down on people or this, but I have stories for this on this particular one. Stories for this. Stories for this. One of the ones that I remember very, that I remember well was and your sister. We were very close, very close then. Then, you know, you know, she always, she was, she was always telling me, she was in her late 20s and about people who are coming, this one, that one, they are mostly people that want to sleep with her. So I told her, I said, see, let me tell you something. I want you to, to grow in your work with God. Because then she was a baby believer. I said, if you don't grow in your work with God, you will fall to pressure and you marry the wrong persons. Now, what I will advise you, what I told her, I said, keep coming to our meetings, keep listening to me, come for prayers. As you listen consistently, you will grow. 
you will even be able to know the right persons for you. And when you grow in your work with God, it will show in your environment because you will live godly. If you're a believer, you are still going to club, you know, see, even if you're not going to club, you are still engaging in some kind of discussion. You are believing. People will be using the certain things that we should not bring near you, they'll be bringing it near you. You know, you still live any hour, you still talk any hour, even though you're a Christian, people know that you go to church, you will still see fornication boys lurching up and down around you because even though you are believing, you are not reflecting it enough. So I told her, I said, keep coming to meet and all of that, this and that. Before I know, do you know what happened? What happened was that she stopped coming to meetings, she stopped talking to me. I was not seeing her again and all that. And let me tell you something. See, every time Satan is about to deal with a person, he separate them from those who are spiritual enough to discern that they are going into error. See, there are stories, I'll just only share this one I'm, I'm sharing. There are stories I don't want to share because they are personal to certain people. Eh? But I have observed from observation, every time Satan is about to deal with a person, he causes them to be to be isolated from those who can discern the evil going that that's about to go around them, or he just stay up and issue a problem and just cause you guys, you know, to go your separate way. So this lady just stopped talking to me, coming to Penny, you know. I didn't get to see her again. Then one day she just shared me a wedding invitation. So I, I said, I asked her one question. I said, long time. I said, is this person a believer? She said yes. I said, Are you sure she's a believer? He's a believer. He said, she said yes. See, no problem. Congratulations. I, I think I shared it on the group, but I just but I knew very well that something was wrong. All of a sudden, the wedding was not even up to nine months. She has given birth. She uploaded it on her status. I said, wait, she were pregnant before you got married. Like she said, yes. <laughs> you know, after some time, the wedding was not up to a year again. No? She, I forgot what she uploaded then I, I just quoted her. I was just late. I just knew something. I didn't, I didn't even know. I just quoted her and said, how are you doing? Meanwhile, how's your baby and your husband? She said they're not together again. I said, what happened? She began to give me stories of her stories. This guy was not even a believer. This guy said he got married to her because his own people were pressuring him to get married. So he just had to look for somebody and impregnate the person, get the person married. This lady told me that this guy was sleeping with people in the compound. You brought your wife to a compound and you said, ah, since you are pregnant, let this young lady be helping you. The young lady that was helping was somebody you were sleeping with. So many things carrying women up and down. At the end of the day, he chased her out of the house. He said, go back to your father's house. I just wanted the baby. That's what I wanted. See, I just knew when she told me, the first thing I asked her was that, I said, I'm sorry for all that you went through, but the first day you shared this card with me, can you remember the first question I asked you? He said, yes. I said, what was it? He said, you asked that, is this guy a believer? I was the reply. You said, yes. See, when somebody is trying to help you, and you are bent on not being helped. I say, ah, no, the guy is a believer. When you know very well that the guy was not. You know, stories like that, stories like that, that if we begin to go into them now, we'll not live here today. So as much as the job of a pastor is not to select husband or wife for you, but the job of a pastor is what? It's also that he can discern sheep and, and wolves among us, among sheep. Another thing is that avoid fire extinguisher partners. These are Christians, but are not serious and not ready to grow. You know, there are people who are Christians, but they are fire extinguishers. Yeah. So I pray that you are not even the fire extinguisher for somebody else. There are people who are Christians, but once you come into a relationship with them, that's how you'll be struggling with your prayer life, your study life. Because themselves, they don't even study, they don't pray. So you keep struggling with it. Avoid. And if you are the one who is the fire extinguisher, don't think that God. Will not give you a fire extinguisher, but you're praying that God should give you a mighty man or a mighty woman. God is too careful, He loves His daughter and His son so much that will not He will not carelessly give them into your hands if you don't grow. The kind of husband and wife that you're praying for, that some of us we are praying for, partners that we are praying for, God will not be so careless enough to give them to us because we need to grow more than that. We need to do what we need to grow more than that. Yeah. God will not always dramatically speak to you to confirm your partner. If you have been if if you have been hearing God before, it shouldn't be hard for you to hear now. God will not always dramatically speak to you and um, to confirm your partner. 
people are always waiting for the audible voice of God, waiting for angels, waiting for love. Should I tell you something? Sometimes when God speaks to you in a dramatic way, it can sometimes be a proof that you are being stubborn. Do you know that the reason why God spoke to Balaam in a dramatic way, you know, he allowed the, don- the donkey spoke, was because God was trying to communicate something to Balaam, but he was being stubborn. There sometimes it's just a notion. It's just God revealing the guy to you, like I explained in the beginning. God can just make the guy to reveal his true character. You know, God that can just tell you something. You can just encounter a friend who knows the guy, who has dated the guy before, and say, ah, that guy is a madman, who he will just do like this and sleep with you. I heard of a story that time when we were in school as an unbeliever then of a lady who said that he would never sleep with anybody you know, until you get married. I don't think she was a believer. She was just a moral somebody. And one guy who came into the um, street or the, they call it the hood or the street newly. He's a very rich guy. And he said he must sleep with this, this particular lady. You know what this guy did? This guy got to a point that even did traditional wedding with this lady so he could sleep with the lady. And then I told the lady she's not getting, he's not getting married to her again. That was how far that guy went. We heard the story. Somebody told us, I don't know how true the story was, then why we are in school. So there are things that some people may look good and all of that. You must do what take out your time to pray. So, in a case where um, 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 God will not always dramatically speak to you to confirm your partner, God will. If you have been hearing God before, if you have if you are if you are growing your work with God before, the same way God has been speaking to you before is the same way you speak to you this time around. It does not mean it must be dramatic, it must be no, no. You know, God could just begin to point to you, ah, this guy is a good guy, this and that, that, that. That will be enough. Are you getting it? No, there'll be there'll be um questions when we are we are over. In a case where there, in a case where there's no peace, as you pray constantly about the person. Please let them go. In a place where there's no peace, as you pray constantly about them, please let them go. You are praying, but as the more you pray, the more you are, you keep losing your peace. You know, some people once they see a guy or a woman that they like, they will formulate peace. When you ask them, "Has God spoken to you?" I have peace. Only near a thief. So sometimes you don't have any peace. So you went and forged the peace for yourself and say, "Ah, I have peace." Only, only. So, in a case where there is no peace, as you pray constantly about the person, please let them go. The more you pray, the more you are you don't have peace. The more you pray, the, the more the unrest keep increasing. Please let them go. There are things that God may not be able to show. There are times that the people are not, the person is not the bad person. But God has just seen that you guys cannot work together. You guys, you know, cannot be together. You guys cannot be together. Are you getting it? So, the more you pray about it, the more you see that you can't lay your hands on it, but the more you pray, the more you feel that or the more you pray, please let them do what go. Now, yeah, avoid sexual immorality as much as you can. Nobody is strong enough in the face of who they love, so put measures in place. Avoid sexual immorality anyway. So let me tell you something. All these things that we used to talk, ah, me, I'm strong. Nobody is strong enough in the face of who they love. In fact, it's one of the ways that you know that you love a person. Before them, you are just weak. You are just you, just, you are just weak. Ah, once you see the person like this, all your head goes. You are even if you're an apostle, you're a bishop, even if you're an archbishop. So you must do what? Put measures in place. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. That you keep the bed on the fire, that you flee from um, fornication. So avoid sexual immorality. Nobody is strong in the face of the person who they love. Or this I mean, I'm a strong person, I lie you. Except you don't love the person. Nobody's strong in the face of who they love. So you must put measures in place. So maybe your baby comes to visit you and your guys are around. Once my baby is around, I bet I'm going to sit down for parlor. Because you know that once your guy leaves, your hand will start moving. Your legs will start moving. Things that should not be leaving the body will start leaving the body. So call people to be around you. Then, in a place where sex has been involved, you can report yourself to your pastors or whom you trust. See, there are some pastors that won't even report yourself to with all the respect. Then the way. So let me just say, in a place where sex has been involved, you guys already, you know, cannot undo yourself and sex has been involved. You can likely report yourself to somebody that you know very well that can counsel you. Somebody matured enough 
and from there on, put measures in place for it not to repeat again. Put measures in place for it not to do what? Repeat itself again. Put measures for it not to repeat itself again. The Lord give you understanding. Marriage is for men and women, not for boys and girls. Marriage is all what? And you can be a 30 years old man, yes, you're a boy. So it's not, it's not by age. Marriage is for what? It's for men and women and not for boys and girls. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 says, A man shall leave his house. He's not a boy. So when you are seeing a person here, your prayer will be saying, Don't marry this one. Marry this one. Even though you are prayed, the one they are saying you should not marry is the one God is saying you should marry. The Bible only asks us to obey our parents in the Lord. So if your mother and your father say, Go and carry cocaine and go to America, you should not obey. That's not what the Bible said. The Bible says, Only obey your parents in the Lord. So every time they are taking any step that is outside the Lord, you have every right not to obey them. Say, ah, you must marry from our tribe. What if your tribe is, what if the husband that God has prepared for you is, that, is, from, is not from your tribe? Ah, you must marry a Yoruba man. You must marry an Igbo man. You must marry an Osama. He said you must marry an Osama. What if the best thing God has prepared for you is an Igbo man? Are you getting it? So, you have only to obey your parents in the Lord. Anything outside the Lord, you don't have the right to obey them with all the respect. You don't, you don't need to fight them. Are you getting it? So, this is, we obey, we obey God by staying with what scripture says. I say, ah, no, this is the guy that you must marry. He's, and the one that God is telling you to marry is not the one that they are telling you. You are only to obey God, your parents in the Lord. This is why when you give your life to Christ, you must begin to live as one who Christ died for. Because if you're a believer and in your family, nobody knows that you're a believer. You have never one day call your parents and say, let us pray. Things are not going well in this family. You have never declared and say, ah, let us leave devotion. You have never called one day and say, ah, let us pray. God said it. God said that. And you just came one day and say, God spoke to you. This is my husband. They will not believe you. You have not been living the life in your house. So there's no way. You have never been, you have not believed. You just you came home and said, ah, this is my husband. God said, which day? You have not been living it in your life, so they will not believe you. So if you are still a person that they have to choose for, this will you marry. This is, the Bible said, a man shall leave his father's house. You are a boy. Go back. Are you getting it? So we must understand that the Bible told us to do what? To respect our parents in the Lord. To do what? To respect our parents, to obey them in the Lord. So anything outside that, to obey our parents in the Lord. And then I'm going to say this. I don't know if I should end here. Maybe I should make this message a part two. If I should end here and give space for questions, allow God to choose for you. Allow God to do what? To choose for you. Now, I'm going to um, softly touch this issue of, um, what do they call it? um, um, They call this issue of spec. Ah, do you mean God will give me somewhere that I don't like? Do you mean God will not give me my spec? This and that one. Let me first first tell you something. Is not the Bible that asks us that once everything that we ask the name of Jesus that he will do for us? Isn't anything that we want that God will give to us? Shall I tell you something? Even though we are a free will agent, God does not, God allows us to have our will. But as a believer, the best way to make the best use of the will that God has given to you is to submit that will back to God. So God's will now becomes your will. Can I come back? Even though we are a free will agent, God has given us our will to choose what we want. The best way to get the best out of the will that God has given to you is to submit that will back to God so that God's will cannot become your will. In a matter of spec and all of those things, let me give you an example of, um, you have your, your, you know how children can behave. If you have a child or you have a younger brother who is around three years or two years, you can be giving them a dollar. You can see between a dollar and a burger of 1,000 naira. They should choose one. They will choose burger. Because it's that one they want to eat now. They will choose burger. That's how some of us believe when it comes to God. God will be showing us the right person for us. But it is it is figure eight that your brain is carrying. Figure eight that your brain. God can be showing you. That's how we will be. We'll be able like children. Tata. They will give them burger. And then they give them dollar. Maybe hundred dollar. The baby will be using the burger because he wants to eat the burger. That's how some of us believe. But let me tell you something. See, God will not lead you to somebody that you will not have feelings for. That's the balance. Now, let me explain something to you. Some people who are your friends now, 
there are some of you that you have some friends but the first day you met them you don't really like them maybe the way they are behaving you know let me give an example of when you gain admission to school there are some people that you met at the first week of resumption you don't like the way they are behaving but along the line maybe you get to 200 level they become they became your best friend because along the line you, you get to know them better and you see that ah this person is not really the way i saw them that first time oh they are they are this person is a good person ah wow this person is not really the you know along the line you just saw that they are a good person now when god sometimes leads you to somebody that you feel that you don't like initially god has the capacity to feel your emotion to like the person as you become friends with them if god is truly the one who led you to them as you become friends with them we'll see that god by himself you begin to work on your emotion as you begin you are friends with them because as you know them more even you if you're discerning you will see the reason why god made this why god led you to this person ah this is the reason this person and this person let me now put a disclaimer in a situation where you said god led you to a person you are friends with them for long ago and your emotion your feelings no change you need to check if god is the one that led you to it because god god no go and punish you now in that situation my dear brother Ron, i'm not sure it's god who led you to that person god has the power to feel your emotion even if initially you met the person you don't really like them but as you begin to have conversations with them and you be you will now begin to, if you're a discerning person you now begin to see the reason why god led you to that person why god led you to that sister why god led you to that brother you now begin to see the reason but in a situation where you are with the person for long ago you know you keep having conversation conversation no attraction anywhere hmm. also in Igbo language they say what also in Igbo they say something they say also give me the word meaning that's wrong we happen here now now you do what you also if god led you to somebody even if initially you don't like the person as you i'm repeating this thing so you can catch it as you begin to strike conversation with them you guys begin to talk you will now see reason why god led you to this person and you before you know the feelings will keep growing and it will go to a point where you even forgot that you never liked the person before you forgot it entirely that's how god works god will not just lead you to somebody that you keep holding conversation every day for six months now they talk you are not attracted to the person at all my dear sister i'm not sure it's god that led you here you do what you also you do what you also so mostly allow god to do what to choose for you see you need to understand that those are ah, you need to understand that god has your interest god wants you to prosper god wants you to do well in your marriage god wants you to have a successful marriage see god is a good father god will not choose bad for you this is the reason why when he said that when we say something like allow god to choose for you because i say eh, do, do you mean that god will not give me a woman that has figure eight that has big chest and big back see allow god to choose for you you are the one who is who is running after carnality when allow him to choose for you first nobody is saying god will not give you all those things but allow god to choose for you so it is our carnality if you trust that god loves you and that god is a good father do you believe that god will not choose well for you is life all about all those things that you're saying 20 years in marriage will be i'm not saying that god cannot give you these things but in a nutshell allow god to choose for you allow god to do what to choose for you god knows the best he's a good father and he can and he will always choose the best for you so i think that this message is going to have a um, even though this is uh, we are doing a series love you know love this is the part two but this honor this love is finding love in god's way so this one is also going to have finding love in god's way part b you know under the love love something i don't know if you guys understand what i'm saying but this message is going to have part two because i still have a lot to talk here but it's late already so can i open the door for questions you know contributions is there anything you'd like to ask in the things that i've said or something that you've read about relationship somewhere else before that you like to ask before contribution questions and all that and to look where you are to look where um familiar people are the my people are among us here you may have contribution that you want to give to us and i will don't mind and i will tell us how they be Somebody is typing, so I'm thinking that so you want to ask a question. Ruth Solomon, if you should ask a question of Busayo, it's not you, you ask, you will not be sending me a message and say, I think that, you don't think anything, you know, ask me the question now. You can unmute your mic and ask. 
Omit your mic, Teddy. Omit your mic and ask question. Ask question. Shalom, what are you type? You don't type since. Nasi Haruki Nunt. Even should just study for schools, they don't know English like this. Good evening, everyone. What I want to ask is not really that much of a question, but um, okay. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. So, there's something that I saw like before you start um, putting a person, maybe you're already missing the person, but before you start proposing to the person, there are some questions that you need to ask them to set yourself yeah. for marriage. Questions like, um, this marriage is it is it going to be um my money is our money or your money is your money is that type of thing just like asking those questions <laughs> to set up yeah. um, boundaries or pillars for your marriage and like maybe after every every month you can like ask your spouse okay this month how was this month um is there anything i did that you can like please tell me so i can fix it and all i just wanted to ask your opinion on things like that Alright, there, there's there's um there's nothing bad about asking those kind of questions. But see, let me tell you something. There are questions you may not need to ask people when you are having conversations with them. All this, my money is my money, my money is our money, all those things are just sometimes now just opportunity for us to fuel our greed. Do you get? Yeah. See, any relationship where let me just let me also draw this one. Any relationship where let me just be very honest with you. Where you, our your money is not our money, but the party's money. Where you are, and and I don't think that um, you may not be able to establish it properly when you're in a relationship. But when you get married, I think it can be properly established. Or when you are at the point where marriage is not sure, that's when you can properly establish you know, my money. Your money is our money. So any relationship where somebody is trying to hide money. Is somebody that you should be you should be very careful of. And let me say something. There are questions that you may not need to actually ask somebody directly. If you are having conversations, serious conversation with them, if what you are doing is not have you eating, have you not eating? If you are asking serious conversation, serious conversation, if you're having serious conversation with certain people, there are things you don't need to ask them. You'll find out in the conversation. There are people who tell you that they will never tell their wife how much they are any. Is, is, that, is that the kind of person that you want to be uh, following up and down? Or there are women who say that me, I will never tell my husband how much I'm earning. They are the kind of person to be very careful. And also, I saw a video yesterday. I was very angry where um, a, a man of God who was saying that if you want your marriage to last, women, don't check the phone of your husband. What kind of what, what kind of take is that? A relationship where you don't even know the password of your partner. What are you hiding? You be kidnapper. Just somebody, you know, is like, don't touch my phone, don't touch my phone. So, but you some of these things you don't really need to ask them. But when you begin to have serious conversations and all that, you just find out naturally. Do you get Teddy? Have I been able to answer your question? All right, there's a question here. So recently, I'm praying concerning a person, but it's another person who we don't even talk more than greeting is what i keep dreaming about okay and it's in another situation i might naturally like a guy who we are friends but once they talk about marriage like this it's like hatred pops from heaven okay let me answer the first question so recently i'm praying concerning a person but it's another person who we don't even talk more than greeting is what is is what i keep dreaming about so because of this i'm going to send a message here this message is called the three legs of godly relationship i listened to this message years ago and it delivered me from it delivered me <laughs> hey, by pastor Femme lazarus before that was some years ago about three years ago four thereabouts three four years ago three legs of a godly relationship is on this group i'll send the message down now so recently i'm praying concerning a person but it's another person's who we don't even talk that I'm, that I'm seeing their face. Let me tell you something. See, sometimes Satan is very soft too. That you dream about the person does not mean the person is even your husband or is your wife. There must be conviction that is more than just dream. And let me tell you how conviction works. When you when you give your life to Christ, you came out, you recite, you say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you and all of these things. Did you see any blood shed in anywhere? 
but there was a conviction in your spirit that you received it is that kind of conviction that you need to have about the person for you to know that he or she is your husband or your wife the dream is not enough in this message i sent you three leg of god relationship pastor friend lazarus shared his shared the, he shared so many things but i'm going to share one with you that is very mind-blowing he said there's this particular lady that came to him that um you know, he has been praying she has been praying about husband he wants god to reveal the husband to to her or something about husband so you know so they pray every evening lady will come to church you know they will pray they will pray then pastor Femme Lazarus said he kept seeing the sheep him too was trusting God for a while then he kept seeing the lady in her, in his uh, what they call in his vision kept seeing the lady seeing the lady when I told his friend he said Omar, I will tell this lady I'm afraid of telling this lady Omar, I will tell this lady I think then about a week the lady now came a particular day as they were about to pray the lady now said something he said pastor ah a real man of God. Thank you so much. Then Pastor Femina said, I don't understand. He said, every man of God that have gone to, to pray for me, when they pray for me, finish, they will say, God, show them that I'm their wife. All of them. So I can God be speaking to all the man of God that they are my wife. So Pastor Femi was seeing that lady as his wife because there was a spirit manipulating that lady to just carry her and give anybody. It was not because it was Pastor Femi's wife. I've forgotten the story entirely, but when you listen to the message, you get it. That message delivered me from what I cannot see. So you can see, you can know that. I'm not saying that God cannot speak to you through dreams or visions, but I'm saying that it is not the ultimate of how God confirms something. Now, let me give you another thing that he shared in that message. Another thing that he shared in that message was that uh, he saw it, they went to pr- they went to pray for somebody somewhere. Then he heard a particular lady's voice there lady was speaking vulgar words and just saying so many things and all that he said when they were driving home in her head that that lady is your wife i said ah my wife came he went to that place with his friend though then his friend i said i know that lady okay we'll confirm now if this lady is your wife i want you to tell me seven things about this lady that nobody knows then pastor femi called said one two three four seven times he said it but later when he got to pray he found out that the reason why he could say those seven things was because he has the prophetic gift. So he overstretched his prophetic gift to be able to get an answer for, for him. See, God, Satan can misuse the gift of God in your hand if you are not careful. That's why you can be a prophet and you will dream. You will see a bet Niger number. When you see the number, you will carry that number and give somebody. Somebody will go and play it and somebody will, the person will give you money. And you will sleep again. Satan will give you another number. The person will play. Before you know, Satan, the gift of God in your hand, Satan has watered it down. Are you getting it? Satan, there are people's dreams. So, dreams are not just the way to confirm what God has said. Your conviction must be the kind of conviction that you, you had when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Even though you did not see any blood washing away your sin, but there was a conviction down in your spirit, man. Are you getting this? So, my sister, I think you have to pray more. Don't just assume that is the person. You have to do what? Pray more. Mm-hmm. And now, let me also put some disclaimer. There are some people who will be dreaming that somebody is their husband or that somebody is their wife. But the person is in a relationship. The person is not coming to meet them. Then there is a brother somewhere who is toasting them, who loves the Lord. They will not accept for the brother. They are waiting for the one they saw in the dream. My dear, dream can be deceptive. The brother you have seen that loves the Lord, that is asking you out, pray about him and leave the one you saw in your dream. The one you saw in your dream that you don't even know when it's coming. I beg you. Then, in another situation, I might naturally like a guy who, and we are friends, but once they talk about marriage like this, it like hatred pours from heaven. It's, you may be going through emotional challenge. Maybe somebody has done something wrong to you in the past, and then when somebody talks about marriage, you are just afraid. Or maybe the kind of background that you have, the kind of people that you saw who got married, they were not the kind of marriage that you really desire or that scripture has said about. So, you must trust God to heal you, pray and ask the Spirit of God to, to minister to your heart. And sometimes it may be that you don't like the guy. Sometimes you like people to be your friends, but you don't want them to cross that boundary of being um, your husband. Any other question or any other contribution? Please listen to the message I shared um, on the group Three Legs of a Godly Relationship. Any other question?
Um, somebody, somebody is uh, what they call this? Yeah, typing. So. Let me know when I don't type in. So let us take a question and um, round up. All right. So no more questions, Abby. All right. We'll continue this series next week. There's so much to still discuss about and to talk about. We have to touch them. Father, we thank you. We bless your name for this evening. Thank you for your word. We thank you because we have um, learned afresh. We thank you because you have been instructed. We thank you because all that you've heard tonight. Let us be heirs of your word. We put them to good use. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we say thank you. And if there's anyone here who is trusting God for a life partner, Father, I decree in the name of Jesus. May their steps be ordered to the right persons in the name of Jesus. For anyone trusting here to be married between and December, Lord, I decree in Penny and let there be supernatural marriages in the name of Jesus. Let there be miracle marriages in the name of Jesus. Let there be favor to get married for the men in the name of Jesus. Let the women be seen by the right people in the name of Jesus. Between now and December, Lord, we want to do countless marriages in the name of Jesus. Minimum seven marriages in the name of Jesus. Minimum seven marriages in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because you have heard. We thank you because you have answered. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. For anyone here who is at the at the junction, you are confused. You are about to take a decision. I decree, as you go to bed tonight, receive clarity in the name of Jesus. Receive answers in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you everyone for coming. Have a wonderful day.